All right. Yeah, and I, we're back. I also got a uh, Christmas card from the Southern Nevada Stamp Club. And it had, you know, the little uh, Teletubby red guy in the snow? The uh, really bad oh, Christmas stamp. Oh, that, that terrible, that was last Christmas stamp, right? No, it, well, yeah, this this well, year Christmas. This year's. This year's Christmas stamp. Oh, it was this year's? Oh, yeah, it, that was just It's terrible. actually worse in person <laughs> than it is on the internet. It, it's smaller. It, it's, it's totally indistinct. It, it's a... Uh, that's it's a, a Teletubby. Yeah, it's, it's a, a it's, it's a, a red, snowy day. It's a red Teletubby, and it's uh, yeah, nothing to write home about. Mm-mm. So shall we do a countdown? I suppose we should, huh? Let's go. Five, four, three, two, one. Look at them, madam. Have you ever in your entire life seen anything so beautiful? I'm sorry, I don't know anything about stamps. Oh. This is the gentle art of philately, otherwise known as stamp collecting. Here's a pile of stamps carefully culled from swap meets and garage sales. Rupert, what are you thinking of? Oh, I was just thinking of all the years I've wasted collecting stamps. Oh, like stamp collecting. Now, that's all right. That's quite a nice hobby, that. Yes, but it's not enough. Don't you understand? I'm lonely. I'm so terribly lonely. All right, Homer! You beat those stamp Nazis with good old-fashioned American complaining. Oh, if it weren't for you, we'd be at the mercy of weekend philatelists. You know, why didn't you just say stamp collectors? Because I'm tired of dumbing myself down for you. From Spain and two from Japan. I got a couple from Israel and Azerbaijan. I got a plenty from Poland, but none from Sudan or from Fiji or Stamp collecting happens when we dream together. Live from Santa's Distribution Center, number 127, next to the Highway Patrol Truck Inspection Station off the 5 Freeway in beautiful Gilroy, California. This is Stamp Show here today, episode number 152. I'm Cash, and Santa knows I've been bad, so now it's just go big or go home. Santa? Well, I guess I'm getting cold then, aren't I? This is Tom. Ah, <laughs> uh, let's see. Santa no, tells... Santa, no, 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 no. Oh. Say, I'm I'm Mark. Hi, I'm Mark. And Santa tells Chuck Norris what he wants for Christmas. Ooh, our first Chuck Norris joke. Yay! Yay! What was the joke? And I'm your stamp mistress, Dawn. I don't always jingle my bells, but when I do, I jingle all the way. We have a special guest, Mark Leon. Hi, Mark. Hello. Welcome back. Oh, thank you. It's just not going to feel like Christmas until we see Hans Gruber falling off of Nakatomi Plaza. Yeah! Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Go big or go home. Today is our Christmas extravaganza. So what are we going to discuss today? Christmas stamps? Of course we are. Hey, Cash, where's your Festivus poll? Uh, yeah, I, you don't want to know where that is. I could not <laughs> find <laughs> I could not find my Festivus poll. I looked and looked. I searched my house. I searched PSE. I cannot find my Festivus poll. And you what did you I had more than yesterday? one. Yeah, I had two. 
I have a little short one. I have not a little short one. I have a short one and a long one. I can't find either one. You know, there could be a conspiracy. Uh, is somebody's hiding my Festivus poll? Yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> no, I'm pretty, su- I'm pretty sure he threw it threw it away in the move, just like the Christmas tree. Uh, no, I hope not. No, I know. And all of Scott's books. <laughs> yeah. In 1898, a Canadian stamp bears the legend Xmas, but the primary purpose of the stamp was to commemorate a different event. Actually, Canada's first stamp issued for Christmas did not come until 1964. Neither did the United States. What 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 did the stamp commemorate? It commemorated the Imperial penny postage. Uh, Ooh. Ooh, so the first Christmas stamp wasn't the first Christmas stamp. Ooh, Ooh mind blown. In 1937, Austria issued Christmas greeting stamps featuring a rose and a zodiac sign, followed in 1939 by Brazil, who issued four stamps featuring traditional Christian symbols such as three kings and a star. The nativity scene first appeared on a stamp in Hungary in 1943. The next Christmas stamp to appear was in Cuba in 1951, featuring poinsettias and bells. Other countries to issue Christmas stamps in the 1950s included Haiti, Luxembourg, Spain, Australia, Korea, and Liechtenstein. Australia was the first to begin issuing Christmas stamps as an annual tradition. The United States issued its first Christmas stamp in 1962 and the UK in 1966. That's actually, you know, kind of, I always thought that the Canadian stamp was the first Christmas stamp. I didn't realize how late Christmas stamps were issued. Well, I think it was uh, it just uh, they didn't want to put religion on stamps. Obviously, a lot of countries do because their culture is based on religion. But in Western countries, yeah. it was it's much less so. There's a separation of the church and state that, uh, while not necessarily expressly stated, is implied a lot of times. And so they just didn't want to step into it, I guess. Yeah, but 1937 seems very, very late for the first actual Christmas, annual actual Christmas stand. Yeah, well, Christmas seals were around a long time before that. Yeah, why don't we talk about Christmas seals? Because I don't have my catalog with me. <laughs> well, Don, Don has stuff to read here. Oh. So unlike Christmas stamps, Christmas seals are not valid for postage, but were issued as a decorative element for Christmas card envelopes. They're sold to raise funds for specific causes. In the United States, Christmas seals were first issued in 1908 by the National Tuberculosis Association, a predecessor to the American Lung Association, which trademarked the phrase Christmas seal in 1987? It took that long? Well, for the trademark. Huh. Hmm. Therefore, they are the only legal issuer of Christmas seals in the United States. So, Cash, tell us about where they came from before the United States. Um, Well, I know that Denmark had them really super early, and so did Sweden. I think they they came out of uh, the Scandinavian countries, I'm guessing. Absolutely. Yeah. So who was the first one? Because Denmark was in the 1890s. I believe Sweden was the first one, but I'm, I think, not, I'm not sure on that one. Yeah. One one more <laughs> thing on Christmas seals. Um, a lot of the early Christmas seals were printed by multiple printers. Um, when you get into the uh, 30s and 40s, the multiple printers in uh, 
each printer put their own mark on the sheet. So when you get when you get a whole sheet, it's easy to tell which printer it is because I, uh, I believe it's stamp number 56. That's a U- sheet. U.S. Yeah, yeah. U.S. Oh. In a sheet of 100. Uh, stamp number 56 is usually the one that has a little letter denoting which printer printed the sheet. Oh, th- those are the center ones. It's one of the center ones. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of the uh, Christmas seals, when you get full sheets, the center block of four is like a special little... That's because it has that one yeah. stamp that tells you which printer printed the stamps. Even mm. though, you so you can have two or three blocks that look all the same, except that one stamp in the entire sheet will have a letter on it denoting which printer. And Scott's catalog doesn't differentiate anything from the printers. No, but there, uh, and it does list a whole lot of different perforation varieties for a lot of those. Yeah. But uh, there is a special catalog that does list all of the different printers and some of the sheets are a little bit harder to find oh i can imagine but most of them are are fairly common but if you if you get the the one stamp that identifies the printer those are a little bit more desirable yeah that's cool especially if you could find them on cover tied oh yeah those are good good luck on those because there are uh, enough collectors out there uh looking for those that they are actually pretty hard to find it shows yeah used uh christmas seals on cover it i mean anybody could take a christmas seal and stick it on a cover it's whether it's tied or not and if it's tied the value of it goes from basically you know nothing, nothing <laughs> to an incredibly high, high amount like uh, five ten well bucks. because that that proves that it was placed on the cover or card yeah at the time yeah and since they weren't required to be, they're not postage, they weren't required to be canceled. So mm-hmm. uh, the only time you would get that is if they happened to be close enough to where the cancel or the uh, stamp was that they accidentally got canceled. Well, a lot of people would put the stamp and then the Christmas seal next to it, or they'd put the stamp on the back. Or they'd put it on the if other, it, in another corner. Right. It, well, if it's on the other corner, it usually doesn't get hit. Right. But if, if it's uh, next to the postage stamp, it'll get hit. And then if it's on the back, it'll get hit if it goes someplace where it gets a receiving mark. Not necessarily. Well, I know not necessarily at all. But uh, obviously Christmas seals used on the front of the cover are worth more than on the back. Yeah. And a lot of times they were used to seal the envelope flap. Hence the word seal, I guess. Now, on a related topic, now what about Easter seals? How collectible are those? They're not as popular, although they are just as varied. Are they listed in the catalog? I don't think they're listed. No, they're not listed in the Scott catalog. No, just Christmas seals. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Christmas cards, everybody sends Christmas cards, especially back in the day. Easter but seals you are really send a whole lot of uh, Easter cards. Yeah. E- Easter seals are also uh, typically sent free of charge in uh, solicitation of donations. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Easter uh, Christmas seals, you actually buy them and to actually get them. They don't they don't send them for free. Yep. Ah. Okay. What's next, Cash? And now Cash's corrections. Oh, my goodness. There's a Cash's Correction? There's a Cash's Correction. Wow, we haven't had those in a while. Oh, how, it's going to be long. How long is your list? Oh. <laughs> and now for Cash's Corrections.
Well, on the last podcast, we were discussing stamps that do not have the name of the country on it. And we were discussing Great Britain number one. Or was it? It wasn't the last podcast. It was a podcast before, right? Must be the one I missed. Yeah, uh, That'll be your next correction. What, <laughs> well, whatever podcast it was, we were discussing that Britain doesn't put uh, Britain on it. And uh, are there any U.S. stamps that do not have the words United States postage on it? And, of course, you know, there are Christmas seals and stuff like that. But there's actually one stamp. And friend of the show, Eric Knapp, pointed it out to us. It's Scott's number 1249, the five-cent register to vote stamp. It, it says register to vote. It has five cents postage. It's got a gigantic U.S. flag, but it does not say U.S. postage. It doesn't have the name of the country anywhere on the stamp. So there is a U.S. stamp with no reference to the country. That's true. Yeah. Except for the flag. Except for the giant flag. Uh, except for the flag. Uh, second thing, this is a while ago, we spoke about uh, the Congo. And uh, good friend of the show, uh, King Leopold of Belgium, who uh, isn't a very nice guy. Well, Congo is going through another revolution right now. Big tribal rival, ver, big tribal, <laughs> blah, blah, big tribal, <laughs> you know, they're fighting. That's tribal with a B. <laughs> I can't, tribal rivalry. Anyway, it's a big, huge you mess. Wrote it. That That's going on. And then the last thing a person sent us, a big headline, PSE, sentenced for drug distribution and conspiracy related to mail theft. And uh, luckily, the PSE here doesn't need mean professional stamp experts. It actually was postal service employee, and somebody in the postal service was uh, selling oxycotton through you mean the oxycodone? mail. Oxycodone, oxycodone, uh, whatever it is. I don't take it. <laughs> what, yeah, what? I, I was enjoying the spelling of that as well. <laughs> whatever Lips the on phonics worked for you, honey. Whatever, whatever the name of it is, anyway, it's not PSE us, it's PSE them. So that's it. Stamp show here today. Stamp show here today. Stamp collecting happens when we dream together. Do you know what else happened? Why don't you tell us? Ooh, keep us in suspense. Okay, then don't tell us. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Next week. Ooh. Yeah, tune in. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to leave you with a cliffhanger. How about that? How about not? Okay. The post office released its stamps they will issue next year. Really? Mm. They did. I bet you I... there's way more than we need. I bet there's some lemons in there. No. Oh, oh you know you're there jumping is. ahead. <laughs> no, I'm no, not. It leaves a sour taste in my mouth. Yeah. On December 12, 2017, the U.S. Postal Service revealed 21 subjects, including the invention of the tube sock, that it'll feature on U.S. stamps in the coming year. That's not true, Cash. <laughs> Hashtag Musicians, stamp worthy. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag stamp worthy. <laughs> yeah. No. Musicians John Lennon and Lena Horne, television host Fred Rogers, and astronaut Sally Ride will all be honored on United States Stamps in 2018. 
A single commemorative stamp will remember America's important role as it joined the conflict in World War One. Good. We were asking about that. Oh, remember? wait. Well, wait until you see it. Uh, it's, oh, no. it's going to make some uh, European people pretty pissed. Oh, no. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, no. Really? That's sad. Because we were talking about that. Mm-hmm. A commemorative stamp will be issued to mark the bicentennials of statehood for Illinois and the 1818 Flag Act. What about the lesser-known 1817 Flag Act? So totally snubbed. Uh-huh. You don't say. <sighs> A set of 20 stamps captures the photographic beauty of America through images that correspond with one of the nation's most beloved songs, America the Beautiful. And will include downtown Detroit, which is home to... No! It is not. It is not the home of the Tube Sock Museum. No, no the, the the home of the Tube Sock Museum is Cash's house. I... Scott, why did you do that? <laughs> why did you do that? Why? 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 The stamp designs provided by the post office are preliminary and subject to change without notice. All rights reserved. Boyd in Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands, members of the stamp show here today and its affiliate. Really? <laughs> members of stamp show here today and its affiliates are not eligible. For what? I don't know why. What are we not eligible for? <sighs> Who knows? So what stamps do you like that are coming out? Well, I'll start because we brought it up with the uh, World War One stamp. Now, Americans, you know, we went in there and we kicked butt and we turned the pace of the war and we won victory and everything. But in actuality, you know, France and England had been fighting forever. And they really look at the United States as sort of Johnny-come-lately's to the whole thing. So the... Uh, the stamp says World War One turning the tide, and it shows an American holding a uh, American flag or a soldier, a doughboy holding an American flag. Um, yeah, Britain and France pretty much ran the Germans into the ground. Uh, we came in late in the war, and the, I don't think they're going to be too appreciative. They, they do not believe, and rightly so. There's a good argument. That, you know, the United States are the ones that came in and made everything so that uh, Germany would lose World War One. Interesting. Also, a terrible stamp because you could have done so much more with World War One. It was a major event and we got one little stamp. Yeah. Yeah, we get a we get an entire booklet pane for uh, popsicles. Oh, but yeah. we get one stamp for World War One. Yeah, popsicles. <laughs> now, I, hey, I now, like... Now, go what ahead. about this two-cent? Is that oranges or lemons? Those are lemons. Yeah, two-cent lemon. We get a two-cent lemon stamp. Yeah, Yay. it is a lemon, all so right. I was right. Yep. There would be lemons in this batch. Mm -hmm. now, oh, but the little sea creatures, it looks like. Now, that's kind of cool. Bioluminescent life. That's the second sheet of those that they've issued. Yeah, you, I think Tom, your kids are going to love that one. Yeah, I, yeah, I think. Yeah. One, yeah, I think some of my my favorite series happens to be the Express Mail and Priority Mail stamps. Those to me are just some of the nicest looking stamps. 
Yeah, they do those right. Sleep. It kind of sucks that the face value is so high, but uh, I really like the look of those stamps. I like the name, Sleeping Bear Dunes. There was some sleeping bear there or something. Mark, which one do you like? Well, I'm looking at the uh, popsicle stamps, and I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I only recognize one popsicle out of that whole series. They're not licking <laughs> stick. <laughs> oh! oh. oh. <laughs> yeah, they are rather colorful for what I grew up with. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm I'm guessing, Mark, that you're talking about the one in the lower right corner, the uh, one that's called, uh, I forget, I think they were called bombers. The bomb pops? Bomb pops, that's it. I, I recognize a fudgesicle is sort of in the center, bottom center. Yeah. But the others, uh, I've, you know, and I, I spent a lot of time eating popsicles when I was younger. And I don't recognize any of these. How do you even make these? There's one that looks like a cactus popsicle. Yeah. Well, I guess the, uh, the maybe double. Maybe that's just green with poppy seeds. Yeah. I don't know. The it's supposed d- to be a twin pop? The twin pop, yeah. Uh-huh. The, gr- the lime flavored twin pop. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure the but it's got who, mold on it. I'm not sure the person who designed the stamp. <laughs> I thought it was knows. kiwi flavor. Yeah. Ew. Yeah, the person who designed that is not a popsicle aficionado. Let's say somebody actually took a bite out of that one in the top center. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, and and, and yeah, the lower, the lower left. left too. Yeah, there's three of them that look like yeah. you know Hostess cupcake swirls on them. Now, I'm having a hard time seeing, but there's a series of magic stamps, Cash. Ah, yes, there are. Speaking as the representative um, magician at the table, there are five five tricks listed. Uh, the rabbit out of the hat. I'll give everybody a, uh, a, a spoiler alert. Um, the hat has like a hole in the bottom and they pull the rabbit out. But the no, <gasps> no, they don't, because no. they show you the bottom of the hat, and it doesn't have a hole. <laughs> <laughs> the next one is a person looking at a crystal ball. Now here, I'm I'm going to do a crystal ball trick. So how I, is that magic? I, I watch. I'm holding up my iPad or my cell phone instead of a crystal ball. Okay, everybody, think of a card. Everybody, think of a card. Don't say it out loud. The Ace of Spades. <laughs> you got it. Well, oh my gosh, that's so cool. <laughs> I was thinking that actually. No. Oh. oh wait, you've done this so many times. I think I, that's your go-to. Well, most people uh, either uh, pick the Ace of Spades or the Queen of Hearts. Those are the two most common. So if you pick one or the other, chances are you're going to get more than one out of fifty-two. Now, if you if you pick like the seven of clubs, then you're then you're really doing magic. The next one is a levitating uh, Princess Leia. Be- uh, I, <laughs> I think it's uh, to commemorate the new Star Wars that just came out. Now the last two, this is cool because you have a cage, and the next stamp you have a dove. Now, as a magician, you always think about how to use things. You can use these two stamps because the cage is empty and then there's the dove. So I can see magicians taking these two stamps and making blowups of them and maybe reversing them or something and putting the dove into the cage or starting with a dove in the cage and then 
it pulls out. I think that these two stamps really have the potential to actually make a magic trick. So that'll be interesting. And uh, Michael Jaffe, if you're listening, uh, let's meet at a stamp show and see if we can put a, a trick together to put this. However, Mark pointed out something. There are no cards on any of these. No, the card trick is the staple of any oh. magic show. Yeah, there's no card trick. The dove stamp actually looks like next year's Christmas stamp. Yeah, yeah, yeah there uh, you go. Teletubbies 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now I'm, I'm looking at what you, you post on here. Now, what is this strip of red, white, and blue with like a side profile? What is that? Stem. Oh, I, I totally believe that there should be more botanists. Uh? Stem, stem is uh, uh, an acronym for science, technology, engineering, and math. Yeah. Some, sometimes it's called STEAM. They add in art. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But it's the new thing in schooling uh, yeah. for smart kids who like science, basically. Yeah. So it's not so, about botany? No. Why, sure. why such botany a creepy-looking stamp? What's that? Why is such a creepy series of creepy-looking stamps? It looks creepy. Yeah, I don't know why they have the human head on there. It's weird. Yeah, that it, it isn't a very attractive set. Absolutely no, not. No, it's kind of just kind of disturbing. I like it. Mm. So, mm. get uh, get collecting those used stamps because you probably won't see a lot of those on the mail. Yeah. Mm. Probably they're, not. They're coming out with one for John Lennon. Uh. I I wonder if they looked at like the Elvis stamp and said, "Hey, you know, new uh, new generation, maybe John Lennon." I don't think so. First of all, there's four Beatles. But second of all, I don't know if people are really going to jump to John Lennon. Now, Don, uh, Don, Don, you have one coming out. I do. Dragons. <gasps> There's dragons? There's dragons. Yeah, but they all look like Trogdor the Burninator. <laughs> I love Trogdor the Burninator. So do I, but the stamps look like him. <laughs> really? Hmm. I still have to see him. I said consummate V's. Crap. I've got that song in my head now. <laughs> oh, no. And they're coming okay. out with the stamp finally for Pete Rose, Baseball Hall of Famer. I, I wonder what? if we'll get into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Pete Rose stamp? What is that? Okay. It's not oh, it's the Peace Rose. I get it. It's not Peace Pete Rose. It's Peace Rose. <sighs> It's a flower. Never mind. Thought That's we had, very different. Thought we had a baseball reference. Okay, the the flag stamps. Oh. Not digging it. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> not not liking it is why. Just why? Just make the flag. Don't. Why did you have to like have these nice little creases in it? It's kind of dumb. Look, you know, make it wave or something. Yeah. No, that's just pointless. So, not liking it. So let's hold the uh, Lynn's stamp poll right now. Do our predictions. Best and worst. I'll start. By far, the uh, bear, Sleeping Bear Dune stamp, absolutely for me, looks the best. I would agree. Tom? Yeah. And I think the Bayoto Inn Temple is a close second for aesthetic. Yeah, well, that's pretty. We don't, have picture, we don't have good pictures of all the stamps on here, so I can't, no, we don't. I can't vote. There's a lot of them on there. And they don't necessarily release them all either. 
That's true. They gotta release the Trogdor stamps though. Yes. <laughs> and the lemons. Ugh. Ugh. I mean, after the fabulous pear stamp and the awesome grape stamps. I don't know. Does that mean we have? Is to that going to be another roll that you can only buy a roll of ten thousand? I'll bet you. So yeah, Pro- probably. Yep. Well, at least they're mixing it up a little bit. At least they show like you know. I'm still trying to get rid lemon of lemon, and it's cut. We're still trying to get rid of the one cent and five cent stamps that we got. That's the America the Beautiful ones. It doesn't actually say what it is. It must be an. Uh, oh, I get it. Which one? The America the Beautifuls, they don't actually show specific places. They just show artwork. From sea to shining from sea to shining sea. Yeah, like they show a double rainbow, but they you know, it's not any given place. It's over amber waves of grain. They have amber waves of grain. Yep. They have a windmill. I don't remember windmills being in the song. What? They don't have windmills. Yeah, there's a windmill. Uh there's a windmill? Third one, second row. Oh. The farm windmill. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thinking Dutch. And they have snowy stuff. And actually, the second one from the bottom, the uh, seascape. That one looks kind of cool. Looks like Malibu. It's the one on top that's second that's like black and red and yellow. Looks like the German flag or something. Yeah, that or one. Did, that's, what they, that's what they. That's what they. Mark was just saying. It looks like Aurora Borealis or some sort of. Yeah, but Aurora is not really a. U.S. thing, except maybe in Canada. Well, also, it's it's obviously not I mean, that. Alaska. It's, it's more. It's it's some sort of northern lights, sort of thing. Looks like a Rothko. <laughs> the picture's so small, it's hard to tell. So, which ones don't you like? Which ones are the uh, worst ones? You know, they really didn't put out any bad stamps, except for the lemon. I, you know. I'm I'm going to give it to either the lemon or the stem, although I understand the idea behind the stem stamps. I don't think it's well executed. Yeah, I like them. I I think they're. I don't like they're, the stem. I think they're they're they kind of show a little bit of a geometry in their design that makes them look like you know something that would be like almost like an AutoCAD type art yeah. or something like that. And uh, except for the World War One, I, I, I really think that they screwed the pooch on World War One. I. I think they could have done such a good. They could have done a whole lot better with that. Yeah. And like I said, turning the tide, saying that the United States turned the tide is going to. I'm not going to say upset, but the British and the French are going to say, yeah, you know, you guys came in late. Congratulations. You were able to ride the tide at the end. But realistically, Germany was done when you got in. And uh, and I'm not saying this is true. I'm saying that that's typically what Europeans think about the Americans in World War One. So what stamp don't you like, Don? Oh, it's a toss between the World War One and the flags. Oh, yeah. Oh, and the stem. Oh, they're terrible. No, I like the stem. Sorry. Uh, the only thing I think did, we disagree about the stem. The I, only thing I think they screwed up with the stem is because they've they've gone so far now. It's like stem was like two or three years ago. It's so yeah. much geared towards steam now that they should have included the A. Yeah. And just mm-hmm. done five. Well the problem their problem is that it takes three to five years to put a stamp through yeah. approval and production. 
And so they probably approved this three or four years ago, and it's just getting into the stamp program now. Well, I'm going to say, Uh, you know, on second reflection, Don, the (laughs) one flag, the U.S. flag that's, you know, the regular sort of, I guess it's a pre-sort stamp or something. Yeah, the definitive size one. Yeah, so that's fine. But the 1818 Flag Act stamp, the creasing in it, makes it seem like it's about a mile and a half long. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason for the creasing to be there. It, it's sort of a Mm-mm. stylized look of something that doesn't need to be stylized. Do you call that stylized? Well, it's not an actual flag, so, yeah. But you did notice that the uh, the commemorative size flag has... The number of stars from 1818, whereas the definitive size has all 50 on it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I'm looking forward to the magic stamps because I am going to take the uh, cage and the bird and see if I can make a magic trick to make the two appear together or something like that. I'm sure every magician who looks at those stamps is going to look at those two stamps and say, how can I make a trick out of this? Mm -hmm. One of your forever stamps is grapevines. One of your uh, America the Beautifuls. Oh, it is? Yep. Well, which one? The, uh, which row was it? Ah, I made my picture small. Grapevines. Oh, yeah. Uh, one, two, three, yeah. Fourth, fourth row down, third one in. Yeah, grapevines. I have it, like, huge. Yeah. Yeah, I used to raise grapes. I had a vineyard. So, anything else? Or are we going to... Well, I don't want to don't want to end abruptly because uh, Mark, why don't you give everybody a little plug for your eBay stuff? Oh, one more thing, you you didn't mention the Sally Ride commemorative. Okay, there's a Sally Ride commemorative. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of bad jokes that we could say, but oh yeah, we're we're not going. No, to. no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll save those for off the air. Too soon. <laughs> So, Mark, why don't you uh, give everybody a little plug for yourself since you're a guest? Feel sure. free. I sell on eBay under the name M. Leon, and I just started selling on hip stamps as well under the name U.S. Mints. Oh, how is hip stamps? Um, let's see. I went live yesterday and got oh. a <laughs> so you, yeah. so, you have, so you have no clue. <laughs> All right. Do me a favor. Uh, keep us posted because I'm very curious on how, you know, the different platforms work and stuff. So... If hip stamp is really good, you know, tell us about it. Okay, we'll do. Okay. So, end abruptly. Okie doke. Drug door. Thank you for joining us. This has been Cash, Scott, Tom, and I'm your host, Don. Continue the conversation at Stamp Show here today on Facebook. You can ask us questions, see pictures of the stamps, make comments, and add to the conversation on Facebook. You can also ask the experts your stamp questions at bluepaper@gradingmatters.com. You can listen to all of our past podcasts at stampshowheretoday.com, podbean.com, iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast listening platform. And as always, keep collecting. This episode of Stamp Show Here Today is brought to you by the Philatelic Book of Secrets, the book that teaches you about repurfs, regums, color varieties, and much more. 
Get yours for $10 at www.philatelicsecrets.com today. Hi, this is Bob Prager with Gary Posner Incorporated, and we're in Long Island, New York, in New Jersey, and our philosophy of Gary Posner Incorporated is this. We would rather pay very fair prices on 9 out of 10 collections that we look at versus trying to just offer very low prices on 1 out of 2 and making a big score. That's never our philosophy. So if you want to be treated fairly, please give us a call anytime at 800-323-4279. And again, my name is Bob Prager. Turn to send up.